And we're live. Hey. Hey guys, it's No Shave November. Who's doing it? This guy. Not this guy. You're not? No. That kind of work. No. Huh. I'm doing it. All. Uh, I technically trimmed, but there's I don't other, I've, I don't shave. I was talking though. to people like that I work with and whatnot. I um. There's like different house rules. Some people think you can clean some stuff up as you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I am like, I'm just, it's no shave until December 1st. It's no <laughs> cleanup. It's go big or go home. Okay. Um, I don't ever shave down anymore just because it's too time consuming. And trimming okay. is just kind of just like, that done, <laughs> whatever. Going to work. Like, do you have like an electric trimmer or something? Yeah, exactly. With like a guard on it, so you just like rub that around a few times and then run and go to work. You just pick like the height you want. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Yep. That's definitely cool. Uh, I have an electric razor, but it doesn't have the guard, so that's how I like normally shave. Sure. But yeah. What about you, John? Nah, I just got a trimmer, really, and like a razor. So nothing mm-hmm. with a proper guard. Okay. Okay. So none of us are uh, like shaving cream. Straight edge, razor blade. When I used no. to shave, shaving cream, yes, because it felt better afterwards. I've actually never used shaving cream. It helps a really? little bit. Well, because my dad used an electric razor, and he was just like, here, I got you one. I'll show you how to use this. And I was like, okay. And it <laughs> works. It got the job done. It does do that, yeah. It, it, is, it is a lot like, faster. Yeah, it seems faster and cleaner and yeah. like, cheaper. You don't got to buy a bunch of razors. Yeah. So, There's that. Like, that's just, yeah, that's what I grew up doing, and that's how I keep going. And that's what my son will do. <laughs> Pass right. down to the book of line for <laughs> generations. Yeah, we're actually all using the same original razor oh from Grandpa Booker. <laughs> it's actually just a uh, switchblade. <laughs> well, then it wouldn't be like a... It's just a switchblade with a battery attached to it. It vibrates <laughs> with an electric shock. Yeah, there's like electrical tape because it's kind of busted, but we didn't want to get electrocuted. All that goodness. Yeah. Yeah, family heirloom. And, um, <laughs> right on. Um, and, and speaking of shaving, John's going to a midnight launch tonight for Smash Bros. Ah, perfect tie-in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I am. Because I didn't pre-order the game, so I'm going to go get it. Because we'll be talking about it today and next week on the Top Down Perspective. What's, um, is there like... Is there, like, games planned? Like, are they going to have, like, a tournament? Uh, no, I, there's just going to be a bunch of people there with the 3DS version, so I'm just going to play some 3DS rounds. Mm. Okay. Are you going with, like, some friends or just, you know, see? Very impromptu, so just me. Okay. All right, all right, cool. This is the Wii U version, obviously. Yep. Are you going to pick up some Amiibos? Yeah, I'm going to see what they have. You goddamn right. You're probably going to get all of them, right? You should. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, Probably. Um, because there's no good use for Amiibos. Yeah, the only they sit on I, your the only shelf. The one I care for sure to get is the Link one, because it unlocks stuff in Hyrule Warriors. Otherwise, Doesn't it yeah. unlock, like, a sword? Uh, it unlocks the spinner. What is that? You know the spinner from Twilight Princess? Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> it, you, you use it as okay. a weapon. Okay, sure. No, what's the spinner? The The spinning top item from Twilight Princess. There was a spinning top weapon. There was a whole dungeon that needed it. That sounds yeah. like really vaguely familiar. It's been a while since it, that game came out. It was like yeah. Dungeon Four, so okay. I don't. <clears throat> okay, it whatever. was a dumb item, but yeah. kind of cool amiibos, at the same time. They have not said a single cool use for amiibos yet. Um, put them on your shelves, which, like Paul said, that's what I'm going to do. 
Yeah, exactly. That's the only okay. thing. I, good I also kind of want to do like the the amiibo fights against friends because I know other friends are going to get it. So we'll just mm. have like our own rendition of like cockfighting where it's just like our robo amiibos fight each other. Right. So you can't. Okay. Let's just. This is the top of perspective. I'm Sean Booker, John Wheeler, yep. Paul Fleck, uh, November 20th. Yeah. Um, let's just go right into what we've been playing. Because I've been playing Smash Bros. Let's continue to talk about Smash Bros. Sure. Um, you can't play as your amiibo. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, that makes sense. That'd just, be weird. It's an AI thing. It's like an AI. I don't think that would be weird. I think having your own character that you level up and bring your character over to your friend's house and you play as them sounds cool. I think having it only as a computer just seems weird. I'm, I'm kind of with I, you on that. I like the I'm idea. Like, of I'm half over. and half. Like I'm half right, and half. So here's Kirby. Here's a Kirby mm-hmm. amiibo. Mm-hmm. Sure. Looks pretty good. It's adorable. And like it would be cool if it was like me and my, me and my Kirby. We went through all of Smash Bros for <laughs> Wii U, and we're like a team now. And I'm going to take on other people like a Pokemon, right? Here's I'm here's gonna, that's, gonna that's what the Kirby. AI thing is, though. That's the point of it. Yeah, but you're you're saying like cockfighting is in like we'll just set a bunch of computers and watch them fight, and yeah. that sounds terrible. You've never done that before? No, because I like having fun. No, I a bunch of us do that fairly often. Like you never you just set computers to go and watch them. Yeah, it's just like oh god, what straw? Not what's that site? I'm thinking salty bet. It's like salty salty bet. Yeah, salty bet's funny because it's just insane characters like. You do, and it's also video. Like you can't play. It. You do know video games are interactive, and that's the cool part. Yeah, right? but you can download Mugen to play your own salty bet. All that stuff's available online. Okay, you really? You just put like Smash Bros. Four CPUs on and, and watch them. Yeah, that's happened a bunch of times on streams. I have, I have never even considered that. I wouldn't even. I never even gave brain power to that. I've had a bunch of people ask me to bring it back mm-hmm. on streams. So, like for. Like when you go to get a drink, like as an like no, a, just in the corner, in the corner while I'm playing an actual game. As intermission, that sounds like a great idea too. Though. That too, like, we've done that for intermission before. Yeah, like people like, are like yeah, just put a picture in picture. I could see that being like a like a, yeah, like an intermission thing. But just wouldn't you rather play your games? Some people just like watching, dude. Okay. Right, well, hey, yeah, different sorts, different folks. I've never heard of that. I. Mebos should give you both options, I guess. Like mm-hmm. you should be able to set it to I'm going to play as this amiibo, way, or it's going to be a computer. The mm-hmm. reason they don't do that for the AI or for human players is because you can already do that. You can just go to their game, set okay, here's the custom moves I want to use, here's the items I want to equip, there's my custom character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it'd be cool if it like tra- tracked like stats or like yeah, you know how many wins I've had with my Kirby. like what so the Skylanders like, do. They yeah, they yeah. do that when you put your username on your character. Uh, I did, wait, what do you mean by username? I didn't. You know how well, you set like a name above yourself when you go to play a Smash Brothers round? They they track your stats. Oh, it it tracks your stats. Yeah, but that's that's console specific. You can't yeah. bring that with you and stuff. And the amiibo should be that transfer. I'm going to bring my stats with me, like almost like a memory card, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I I only half agree with you on this. I like the idea of the AI, like, like training an AI like, to make like be better than you and then go out and fight. I like I that idea. I like both sides did, of it, honestly. So yeah, it did ask me like, do you give your Mebo nickname and maybe it tracks something? I don't know. I named him Roger. I sure. I would be shocked if it didn't track like your Amiibo's win loss ratio. That'd be weird if it didn't. It might. I just you know I don't have anyone to. 
I didn't want to watch or fight. I, you know, I guess I could fight against my amiibo, but I was kind of more just trying to figure out how do I play as it, mm-hmm. and I don't have anyone to go over and bring my amiibo to. Right. So, um, hey, but hey, you know, the Kirby, he does look nice. Yeah. He yeah. Pretty good. A good paint job except, on that. Except the back, there's like this weird like, like split where his like <laughs> bottom half touches his his top half. So you found you found Kirby's butt. Uh, but it's like a circle that goes around the whole thing. So, oh, yeah, it's not the best. Other than that, it's pretty good. It's, it's like it's like a good like weight to it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get you know I'm I'm glad that one showed up. That was cool. Yeah. Um, Kirby's cooler than like Donkey Kong. So I I'll agree actually. Yeah, I like Kirby mm-hmm. better than Donkey Kong. Dep- yeah, depends like, on the game. I'm just saying like. The Kirby games are the interesting ones. I, I like the country series, but I do like but, a lot of Kirby games too, so that's why I'm like, Kirby games depends on the game. Like, you know, what's a good Kirby game? That most recent one on the 3DS? I forget what that's called. Triple Deluxe? That game's great. Yeah, it was great. But it, great. it was great, but Air it was Ride short. is great. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is great. Tropical Returns is great. Donkey Kong Country 321 uh, are great. But they're all just platformers, whereas Kirby is, like, mixing it up. Well, then there's the then there's Donkey Konga 1, 2, and 3. Uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. DK Swing and Climb. What is that? Donkey Kong Jr. Math. <laughs> I just had to that's put true. that one in there. We're reaching. But that's not Donkey Kong. That's Donkey Kong Jr. <laughs> well, Kirby's been in a lot more games, to be fair. Yeah. It would have. I would have been into, get like, if I got Ness, that would have been pretty cool. Sure. Like I feel like the more cartoony ones probably look a lot better. Is Ness in series one of Amiibo or is he in two or three? I have I have no idea. I just assumed he was there. Mm. I think it's like sets of ten that come out each month or something like that. And uh, yeah, Luke, they, Luke Crate's doing an Amiibo delivery service where if you sign up for them, they will like ship you one. Huh. Okay. Or like they'll ship you like I think all of them or something like that eventually. I guess you're getting a, uh, some Amiibos, Paul. Oh. I think you need to specifically sign up for the Amiibo delivery service. Oh, okay. 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 Um, look on, I didn't if you do that. if you actually care, Paul, look on Loot Crate. I don't really care, but yeah, I'm gonna what, look on it. I'm gonna look it up anyway because oh, do internet. you have a Wii U? Yeah. Okay, so you're getting Smash Bros. Yeah, probably. Like as as long as they don't sell out at the store near me or something, because I'm not going to go to a midnight launch for it. I'll probably just head over tomorrow. Because that's just for crazy people? Is that what you're saying? No. It's just I don't care, I don't care enough that I want to go to a midnight launch, and I'm kind of tired right now anyway. So <laughs> tomorrow I'll probably just take a leisurely stroll down to the mall and take a look. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess game-specific. I've played like very little of it, just because I've been busy with other stuff. But um, uh, it's definitely Smash Bros. It's... it's High definition, which is real cool. I like having the second stick back because I always liked, you know, C stick smashes. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't played a ton with it yet though. Okay, it seems pretty similar to the 3ds one because it's Smash Bros. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let's um let's go through your guys' list. Paul, you've been playing a game. Well, I've been like I've been also playing Binding of Isaac and Daisy and World of Warcraft stuff I've talked about before, but the one I want to talk about because it's new-ish for me okay. is a bird story. Hey, I played through that too. Yeah, it's heartwarming. By uh, <laughs> Freebird Games, Ken Gao or however you pronounce the name. Yep. Um, to the moon. To the moon, oh, dude. To the moon. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Um, it's like an hour long. 
and it's yep. yeah, it's delightful. The music's fantastic. I almost just sat on that uh on that opening screen, like the menu screen, just listening to the music. Yeah. How much is it? Uh, I think it was six bucks. Okay, and, but that might have been with a Canadian currency converter, so like five something maybe. Yeah, I, I thought I heard around five. Yeah, okay. I was gonna pick it up yet, uh, like two days ago, and then I saw you had already picked it up. I was like, well, don't need to do that. Yeah, no, that game's fun. I think it clocked in at around seventy-three minutes total playtime on it, or something like that. Wow! So just a little bit over an hour. It's it's definitely real short. There's yeah. no dialogue in it at all. It's all just yeah, it's mm-hmm. all just visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, but that guy knows how to tell a heartwarming story. It is touching. That game yeah. is fucking touching. I don't I don't yeah. really know what to say. It's about a boy and a bird, and kind of yeah. like how they grow together, sort of. Yeah, thing. it's, a, it's a, his one his one friend is a bird. Yeah, and his, his best friend's a bird. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should really say. We're any not more gonna than that. we're not gonna say any more than that. Yeah, exactly. Um. But you know, if you oh, like and, to the moon and paper airplanes, if you like paper airplanes, there's some of that in there's, there. There's some paper airplanes. <laughs> there, yeah. there you go. Sweet. I feel like you're sold. Like you already kind of know if you're if you want to play this game. Like, Even if you don't want to play this game, like really want to play it, but you're like, it sounds interesting. It's a fucking hour. <laughs> it's true. It's short. Yeah. But if you're someone who like doesn't know to the moon, like instead go play to the moon. Sure. To the moon is so good. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm not saying, like, it's longer. I think I enjoy it, the story more. To the, like, bird story is touching. To the moon is, like, super duper touching, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. I just like that they don't use dialogue at all. It's an, it was cool. it's an interesting thing. To the, to the moon does, but a bird to story does Right, exactly. To be clear on that. But yeah, other than that, Binding of Isaac Rebirth has consumed my life. Yay. PC version? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, Johnson playing that too. Yep. I've been planning to talk about it. <laughs> How do you feel about it, Paul? It is one of the best games of the year. It's really good. <laughs> I, I definitely like it more than I like the original Binding of Isaac. Yeah, it's hard to go back to the original Binding of Isaac in any form after playing it a few times. Did they, it almost feels like they toned down the difficulty or or something like that? Or I just got extremely Absolutely lucky in my not. first run. They they just make the openings. Uh, like the com- the ones the weapons and items and stuff that you start off with, they made them better. Mm. But then as you unlock more stuff, you unlock a hard mode, right? What? Like after you play the game a few times and beat mom a few times, it gives you the thing is like things just got harder, and the actual mode of the game is after that. Like it's harder you can, with you can harder hard enemies. mode right off the bat, though. No, this is a different thing completely. That only, oh, okay. like, champion versions of enemies, champion versions of bosses, multiple bosses in one room sometimes. Okay. It unlocks a Yeah, because, like, my, my very first time running through Rebirth, I killed Mom. No problem. Sure. But you also played and, through a little bit of the first. as Like, you're used to how to move around that game. Yeah, I guess. For someone who's completely new to it, it's probably about as hard as the original Binding of Isaac. Only not broken, so maybe not. <laughs> okay, question. Yeah. So I haven't played either Binding of Isaac. Rebirth. That's the one you go to. Yeah. You, yeah? yeah. You, I don't try the first no. one yeah. just to Easily. see it. And then, yeah. No. Okay. Unless you already own the original, then maybe try it. But if you don't own either, straight to Rebirth. Well, I have you guys as friends on Steam. If you so want you the original the with Wrath of the Lamb, I have two codes for it still just locked away somewhere. I could get you, so. I'm, 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 I, <clears throat> it's okay. I probably have it. Right. Otherwise... You're my friend on Steam, right? So it's cool. 
Um, like, is it worth just checking the first one real quick to get like a sense of it and then jump into the new one? Or like, actually, yeah, just, yeah, loading up yeah. the first one and just like playing with it and just being like, oh, there's like five flies in this room and everything slowed the fuck down and I it's really hard to move around now because frame rate issues and stuff. And then go to the new one. It's just like this room's like four rooms large and there's like 20 things on here what like why can the other game be good okay yeah because like, i have rebirth flash. also on yeah TV, exactly so it's like i should see where i want to start my checking it out sure good to know i think john should talk more about this because i talked about it last week all right um uh, played a couple rounds of it did a couple challenges mm-hmm. really enjoying it so far uh question for you paul like does the donation box do anything after you unlock the blue map or is that it Oh, absolutely. It unlocks something. It unlocks the blue map and then something at 100, 200, 400, I think really? 600, mine 800. Got jammed. Or does that just mean you put too many in in one run? In one run. So they don't want you being able to get the dollar bill, like 99 pennies, and just plug it. They want you to have to do it over multiple runs. Okay, because I was confused why it locked up, and then when I kept hitting with mm-hmm. the bombs, it just kept giving my money back. Yeah, so that's another thing in other runs. Like, you, that continues on through that save file if you are short cash and you want something from the shop just throw a bomb down and collect some of that money okay Mm -hmm. cool yeah i like that a lot so and i don't know what any of that means (laughs) uh what are the the dice rooms that's a new addition the dice rooms do different things based on what is on the dice face I can't remember what they are specifically. I just know that number six is great if you hate every item you have because it re-rolls everything and it gives that you brand new shit. That what happened. Okay. I think because one I... re-rolls everything that's on the floor, like on the actual floor that you haven't picked up. Two re-rolls mm-hmm. everything on the floor and your items, maybe. I can't remember. There's a list out there somewhere. but I walked, I walked into a room with six and then it gave me like double the items I had, but they completely re-rolled mm-hmm. my character. Yeah. Like I was flying around on a pony... With, like, uh, Leo, and then suddenly I became gigantic, had one giant drop, but did, like, full marks damage. Oh, you got Polyphemus. That's so good. Yeah. And holy crap, how many items are in this game? Like, 350 or something? It has to be something like that. It feels like even more. I don't even know. I I, I like how the game has, like, 150 achievements, and, like, the majority of them are hidden. Because they're just unlocking an item. Yeah, no, exactly. And basically, like, every time you do a run, if it's somewhat successful, you will unlock something, (laughs) which is great. That carrot on the stick, man, it's bigger and juicier than ever. Definitely a game that gets you to keep replaying it. I like it. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. I've just been playing runs of it every now and then in between stuff. So I'm like, all right, this is good. And the music. So good. Definitely a step up. Yeah, do you see what I meant, though, like, where if you played the... F- you did play the first one, so the first yeah. one felt like sidetracks or something maybe cut from Super Meat Boy. This, like, the music in here fits the level sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, one of them sounds weirdly Hotline Miami-ish, like the the whiny, like, lazy guitar feel. Do you know what I mean? Kind, Next, I'm trying to think of what, what area it's is us- that. Or- it's usually in the caves slash catacombs. Okay, I think I know the song you're talking about. It's uh, so question good. Question as well: Certain rooms lock with like cages. Do they only open when you kill the boss, or how do you get through them? Uh, which ones? I'm trying. To... Oh, like, uh, oh, yeah. the boss trapped rooms. No, you need one health, one red heart to be able to unlock to open it. Oh, 
Wait, so, so, like, if you have ten containers, kill yeah. like hurt yourself until you have one full heart container, then that will open. It's a challenge room. Ugh. No, okay. But I've but seen like, it for a couple different types, but yeah, like... Really? But like when you, you walk when you walk in, you can just like take a full health pill or something like that. Oh, and then if you're you fine. have one, okay, right, all right, yeah, I get you. Yep. Okay, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. John, you've been playing more though. That's not it. What are you talking about? Oh, I didn't realize it was my turn to talk. I thought it was Paul's. I'm done. I only yeah. did oh, bird shit. story. Right. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I played Pacrossy Five, and I finished it already. It's Pacross. It's fun. So how much? How much? Like how long did it, does it take you to finish Pacross? Something was it thirteen hours? Holy smokes! Okay, that's Smash Bros. Something like that. That sounds right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It would compared to the other Pacrosses. I think this was the second or third fastest I've done them. Okay. So it's right in the middle there. Yeah. Uh, anything interesting about this one? Nope. It actually is the exact same as E4, as in like the same types of puzzles and then you get bonus puzzles for owning the first three Pacross E games. Hmm. It, it doesn't even matter if you own E4. You get nothing for owning E4. Just only if you own one to three. It's a little odd. There's just okay. more puzzles. I think even more puzzles than last time. And they're all which new. P- which Pacross E is the best? Like if I wanted to jump in. Probably say at this point E5 actually because it just has the I don't most. Need, I, need, I don't need to start at the beginning of this of the lore? No. Get all, get all the knowledge? Do you know how to fill in a cross puzzle? Yeah. Then you know the entire oh, yeah. They know the entire story. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. You know I do. <laughs> um, is this better than Pacross 3D? Because that's, in my opinion, the best Pacross game. Did you, do you like 2D Pacross compared to 3D? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> compared to 2D, which do you like more, 2D or 3D? 3D. Yeah. Then no. Okay, so 3D is the best one. In your, uh, if you like 3D over 2D, yes. Well, I'm asking you. I I like 2D more. Wow, really? 3D was really cool though. I liked it, and it was fun to do. But sometimes I just like 2D because it's simple. Is is the Pacross E games? Are they better than Mario Pacross? Because in that one, he's in like the corner the whole time, and he's like an adventurer. I think by the process of it having more puzzles than that one, no, they're. Mario Picasso is not as good as the E games. Okay, good to know. How much was Picasso five? How much does it cost? Like five bucks, I think. All right. So you can get all. Are they all five bucks? It's twenty five dollars. They're all about the same price, yeah. Are there more of these coming? Probably. This one just came out, so I think they'd wait a bit to announce it. It it seems like there's going to be an E six. Okay. I think they like put it like two. I think they put it like two a year, at this rate. No way. You haven't been playing Pacross E games for almost three years. Probably. Let me just load up Pacross E1 and see when it came out. Okay. Uh, While you're doing that, I guess I'll talk about what I've been playing. Okay. So I mentioned Bird Story. Mm -hmm. I finished up Sunset Overdrive. Okay. I will have a review for that on Comic Book Bin tomorrow, most likely. Can you give us a spoiler as what to the review might say? Uh, it's going to say that I had a lot of fun with Sunset Overdrive. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it um, has a steep learning curve at the beginning, just trying to figure out like <laughs> how to fluidly move around. The, it, there are loading screens that say the most dangerous place is to be is on the ground, and that's totally true. You don't do enough damage 
compared to how much damage the enemies can do and how many of the enemies there are. So you need to keep moving. And it takes a bit to figure out because you're, you're constantly juggling like, okay, I need to be moving this direction, but the grind rail is going to end soon and then I'm going to figure out another way to go. But the enemies are over there, but I got to be protecting this thing. So there's a lot to wrap your head around. Um, but, you know, once you kind of get used to it, once your weapons start like upgrading and you get better amps and you're doing more damage, more powerful attacks, it just it gets a lot of fun. And that game is just it's just chaotic and wacky and funny. I started really enjoying the humor. Specifically, I love all of the respawn animations. Um, Cause stuff like, let me, okay, I'll give you some examples of how my character respond, respawned. Uh, a dinosaur egg came out of the ground and hatched open and I came out covered in guts. Uh, back to fighting. Another okay. one that I liked quite a bit was a sarcophagus came out of the ground and opened and my character came out doing the Egyptian dance. Then I started fighting again. Um, you get other ones like aliens drop you off, and it's just it's just wacky. And the game knows it's wacky. It makes fun of it itself the whole time. It knows it's a game. The way you fast travel is once you pick where you want to go, your character takes out a beer, downs it, passes out immediately, and then you just stumble out of a porta potty where you wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty good, you know, pop punk aesthetic the whole time through. Your character is like this punk rockers person. Um, yeah, it's it's totally fun. Uh, the one other thing I didn't really like is a lot of the missions are kind of just fetch quests orientated. Like it's I have heard this. Yeah, it's a lot of like, hey, can you just go over here and get that? It's like okay, and you go there and you fight the enemies, you come back, do that over and over and over again. Mm. But it makes up for it in just. Traversing the environment is a lot of fun to do, especially once you get that air dash, because you're like running on walls, bouncing on cars, air dashing, grinding, under grinding, doing... There's even, if you go near the water and hit X before you land on it, you'll like skid across the water, so hmm. traversal is great. But the best parts are the boss battles. Okay. Because they're huge, and they're crazy, and you're doing stuff like there's this giant dragon... And to hurt it, you have to catch up to it because it's flying around the city. And then you got to grind along its back and hit it in the head. And stuff like that. Um, or you'll face like giant blimp balloon things on the top of a huge skyscraper while you're bouncing on these weird like floating satellite drum things. And dubstep music's playing the whole time. And the blimp just won't stop st- swearing at you over and over again. And yeah. It's chaotic. It's it's insane. And then the online play, which is called Chaos Squad, is just kind of the same kind of like... It's like co-op missions. It's all just co-op missions. But you're playing with up to eight people. So it gets just insanely chaotic. Especially when you have weapons that do stuff like... This one shoots fireworks. So every time it blows up, it lights all the enemies on fire. And you're seeing like Chinese dragon fireworks exploding around the arena and stuff. And yeah. You're constantly just, like, on the edge of not controlling what's going on, but totally in control once you've grasped it. And it's it's a lot of fun. Um, if you have an Xbox One, you should probably get Sunset Overdrive. Okay. There's the, that, that'll be in my review, all that. Everything I've said. Okay. <laughs> um, I've also been playing a little bit of Loof Rousers on the Vita. Okay. 
this has been just like a, I'm just about to go to bed. I'll play a couple rounds because I die in about 12 seconds every time. That game's hard, but I love the way it looks and, and I don't think I'd say I love the way it plays. It just, it has a control scheme that I have to figure out because I'm constantly just not quite getting it. Mm. Cause it's like left and right is, is turn, but then you got to press up to go forwards. So I'm constantly like not moving properly, but anyway, that game looks like it's on like a Game Boy with like, you know, three colors maybe. Um, I love the way you just, you progress. It's even though you die quickly, all you got to do is, you know, destroy like 13 planes in total before like leveling on and stuff like that. You can customize your plane, which is real cool too. So Loot for Razors is definitely a, a fun time. I love how just how fast it starts. That's, that's definitely cool too. Uh, I already talked about Smash Bros and I have started up Bayonetta 2. Is it so more far? Bayonetta? Yeah. Yes. More Bayonetta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you guys started playing it? No. Aren't you? But you guys like Bayonetta, right? Love I, it's, Bayonetta. It's sitting on my Dreamcast right now, waiting to be played. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, that uh, it's pretty crazy. Literally every cutscene, it the camera just pauses on her boobs or ass. Hell yeah! At least it does. twice. Yeah, that was Bayonetta one. That was Bayonetta mm-hmm. one. Like every single cutscene. <laughs> um. So yeah, like I, I Bayonetta one didn't really grab me, mm-hmm. but um, I, you know I'm enjoying this one so far. I've only played the first. Actually, you know, there's a chance I might have not have turned it off last night. <laughs> now that I think, no, it has auto shut off, so it must have turned off at some point. Anyway, um, I'm enjoying. I've only played the first like two or three levels. I think two, including the prologue three. Um. But yeah, it's 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 kind of working for me this time, and I'm and it's making me want to go back and play the first one just to see like what what wasn't grabbing me before. Mm-hmm. Luckily, Bayonetta two comes with Bayonetta one, although I don't have enough space on my system because I have download codes for both of those, or I got download codes for both of those, and I wasn't able to download both at the same time. Right. I doubt I'll actually go back because there are just so many games to be playing right now. Oh God, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm definitely enjoying Bayonetta two enough that it's making me want to kind of reconsider. Um, playing more of Bayonetta 1. Um, and I'd have to start over anyway because my it's, I played on 360 the last time and whatnot. Um, but yeah, you're doing crazy stuff. You're doing like hair dragons and then you're doing like a second hair dragon and then you're turning into like panthers. I also feel like I have to kind of look up like, like a wiki on what happened in the first game because I don't know who any of these characters are. Um, That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> The story's really confusing in Bayonetta 1 and not that important. I'm a, I guess more of the characters you'd probably need to know than anything. I'm assuming the story's pretty confusing because I don't remember a single thing about the first one. And the story here already sounds confusing whenever like cutscenes happen. It's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I heard they focused more on story in Bayonetta 2 than the first one. So mm. Okay, well, you know, I'll have, I'll, have to, I'll have to see. I won't really be able to compare that. But uh, I, you know, I'm enjoying my time with Bayonetta 2. So, yeah, that's, I guess that's good. Um, and I guess with that's all that we've played. Let's move on to the news. Most before important news. Important, before we do important Pacross information, okay. Pacross E1 came out in 2013. Oh. So that means it's still 2014. We've had five Pacross games in the span of less than two years. Okay. So <clears throat> you were mistaken. Not two a year. No. It's two and a half <laughs> to three a year. Yeah. I thought they came out pretty pretty early, so. Mm-hmm. All right, news? Yeah. All right, we have one story. 
Um, G4, a while back, they announced they're shutting down. That's happening uh, November 30th. Yep. So if I remember what they actually announced, I just looked at your thing too. They announced, I think, a year or two ago that they were going to shut down new programming for G4. But G4 still existed as just rerunning a bunch of shows, basically. Now they they're announced, watch did your... they announce it was gonna it was bought like by Esquire or something like that. It was gonna become like GQ Esquire or like just a branded like young adult channel. Some, basically. Yeah, something like that. Yep. So I mean, I watched some Attack of the Show back in the day. I did. Everybody did that could pretty much. So, yeah. some Electric Playground. Some reviews on the run. That's still on the air, though. Yeah, those are still on the air. Victor Lucas is taking over Canada. Yep. Yeah, because it's a Canadian show. It was just being yeah. also on G4. Oh, that's right. Electric, electric, wait, were they both Canadian? Electric Playground is, right? Both yeah, of them. They're based in Vancouver, or BC at least. Yeah. I don't know about Vancouver. I'm pretty sure it's Vancouver, because that's where Victor Lucas is from. Mm. Okay. So, and yeah. And one of those guys is like... Video games live. Tommy Tallarico. Well, yeah. Tommy hasn't been on the show in years from what I've seen of EP. I haven't watched yeah. the show in years. So yeah. Like yeah, exactly. Up. Uh, all right. <laughs> I don't really, I don't watch G4 anymore, so. Like, pour one out for G4. I guess so. Are, are you guys still so, watching it? No, I, I don't have cable. Yeah, is I don't it, have Is this, video. like, the death for the rebrand, or is this just death, death? Death, death. <clears throat> like, that's oh. not going to exist anymore. All right. Mm-hmm. It's going to become the Oprah Channel 2. Oprah 2. Probably. She gets her second channel. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, questions? We have a whole bunch. Yeah, All right. questions. We should start, Sean, last week we had a question about uh, review copies and, like, how do you go about those, and we kind of haphazardly answered, so why don't you throw your hat in for that? Okay, let me... Um, do you want me to scroll- find it for you? I can scroll down and find it. Hang on. Okay. Um... Okay. Yes. Yeah. Found it from Michael. Okay. I'll, I'm gonna just reread it. I'm gonna reread it again. Sure. Uh, hi. As you people who sometimes, as you are people who sometimes get review copies of games, I was wondering how this process works. How do you go about getting these copies? Do you approach the devs or vice versa? Do you pay for the review copies? Are they full games? Any other interesting tit- tidbits about reviewing? Okay. I guess I'll go through this one at a time. How do you go about getting these copies? Do I approach the devs or vice versa? Um, I approach them for the most part. Um, I, I have a at, well nowadays. I have a bunch of contacts at different publishers like Nintendo and, and you know, Ubisoft and whatnot. And so you know, I'll send out emails when the game's rough, roughly about a month away, just saying like, "Hey, can I request a review copy?" And depending on the company, uh, they'll either get back to me right away or say I'm on the list, or they'll see what they can do. Yada yada yada. Um, However, every now and then, sometimes a game will just show up for me if I've been with that contact long enough and they kind of know that I'm probably wanting it. Um, So that does happen sometimes too. Do I pay for the review copies? I have never paid for a review copy. They send those codes and copies for me. Are they full games? Yes. I've never gotten like a a pre-release version. Um, I always just get the standard game, which often, you know, sometimes I don't get games super early. Um, but yeah, I always get the full retail game. Any other interesting tidbits? Um, Nintendo for the longest time was the only company that wanted me to send games back to them. So some of the games mm. early that I reviewed, I had to mail back. But now they're download codes, right? So no, Nintendo actually is 
often they send they send you the thing. Still send the physical ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, my, Microsoft's are always download codes. Uh, Telltale's always download codes. Um, Nintendo's it's usually physical, although Bayonetta was a download code. Um, I've had other download codes from them, but it's they're usually physical copies from from uh, from Nintendo. Okay. Uh, now this week's questions. But if people want to send questions in, they can do that um, topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast, or the Facebook group. All of those uh, are where we select questions from. Matthew, with two T's, writes, Hey, I'd like to throw a recommendation your way. Last last week, John was talking about how he wanted to see more sci-fi crazy sports games. I think I know a good fit, though sadly it's not new. NHL hits 2003 mm-hmm. for the PS2, Xbox, and GameCube is just crazy, <laughs> over-the-top fun. I think you'd like it, since it's literally NBA Jam for hockey. Same publisher and all. It even has the same announcement. It was fun, yes. I think I think that was actually Paul that mentioned the sports games. I think I said the sci-fi one. Yeah. Know. Either way, yeah. Hits was great, yeah. I don't remember if I want to copy Hits or not. I think I have it for GameCube. I mean, if you don't, you could probably find it for, like, a buck (laughs) or something. Probably, yeah. That's a good recommendation for everybody, though, really. Who wants to be the next one? Henry asked two questions. One, how would you guys go about cleaning controllers slash keyboards? The answer is you take them apart and clean each part. I've never done that. I've done that for every single controller I own at some point. That's what you should do. And then you, I use rubbing alcohol. Some things say don't do that because it could do something, but I've never had a problem. The alcohol doesn't, like, wear anything away? That's what, like, they are, like, making you worrying about. But no, I've never had a problem at all with any of that. The problem is if you... Cleaning the Xbox 360 controller is a pain in the ass. I don't know if they changed this with the one because you need a special little screwdriver for it that... Okay. Is not like the thing that you would find just anywhere. Why would you need? I've like never opened it up. Why would you need to open? In case the buttons get stuck or something. And to get all the disgusting grime out if it's really dirty for whatever reason. Like, yeah, if you're going to clean a keyboard or like a mouse or a controller, the best way is take it apart, clean each piece separately, let them dry thoroughly, and then put it back together. I think the most I've done is just like wiped it. Like a wet nap. Yeah, like a, a damp cloth also works if you just want to clean the front. That's what I normally do. Or but, keyboards like compressed air. Yeah, but yeah, if you like, you get like pop spilled on the buttons or something like that. Yeah, you need to pop it open and just clean the insides. I guess I'm just not messy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, pre- I'm it, a really. It's clean not a person, case of so. you being messy. It's if you have other people over that have things happen. That's how I had to take apart a PS2 controller once because I w- brought it over to someone else's house and then a coke got spilled on it. Right. Okay. Oh, that's the worst. I had a PS, someone spill a, like a Mountain Dew or something like that on a PS3 controller. Super carbonated. And sticky. the problem is I've taken apart a PS2 controllers before and they're fine because they're kind of in two halves over the bo- like circuits and stuff inside. Mm. So you just like pull the shell apart, clean them, and then put them back together. It's kind of like baby's first snap together toy or something. Yeah. PS3 controller is a pain in the fucking ass because there's little parts between every button 
<laughs> well, it's that's also because so... it has a damn gyroscope too. That also Ex- kind of complicates the internals. The gyroscope isn't as bad, though. What I found really, really bad is between the L1 and L2 and R1 and R2, there's a little piece in that ga- in that small gap now that slides in after you put the first button in. So you have to kind of hold it, put the button in, slide that piece between them, then slide the next button in, and then close the back. Mm. You should just, like, burn them and buy a new one. There's always that. You can always just burn your electronics <laughs> and buy new. <laughs> just melt them. Yeah, melt them down, and then do something with that. Or more, I don't know what. A little more like cost protective. Maybe you could go to a pawn shop or something. <laughs> like just buy. Well, that that's going to be a dirty controller. It's probably going to be a dirty controller. And it's and then a hundred percent. It's not going to be your dirt. So yeah, you don't know what that person did. <laughs> your dirt. <laughs> right. That makes it grosser somehow. Anyways, the second question is: When do you think the the concept of ride in Metal Gear will be reality? I have no idea. Never. We got got at least twenty years, I'd say. Sure. When when people will be able to put swords in their feet. People people are still working on getting us Gundams. Once wait till we get Gundams before we start worrying about getting cyborgs. We're never gonna get riding. Like Mm. no one's ever gonna attach a sword to their foot and spin around slashing robotic panthers. I could see people trying though. Okay. I have no idea. Sure. All right, John, want to take the next one? Sure. I was hesitating because I saw one later on that I'm going to be reading anyways. Oh. Oh. Well, yeah. Wait, what are uh, you going to be reading? Y- you'll know. Uh, oh. <laughs> this one comes from Mitchell. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. This question may be a bit deeper than you guys are used to. As a frequent follower of the Runaway Guys, I continually notice that Chugga slash Emil tends to deride John simply because he is Canadian. Even though I'm from the U.S., I'm constantly annoyed by this and actually have a large respect for people from Canada, mainly because of their maple syrup. <laughs> and I think Tuke <laughs> is a better substitute for Beanie. Stereotypes aside, what are some positive slash negative aspects that you see in people who hail from the U.S., and what aspects do you respect or make fun of the most? You guys are all right. You got some good maple syrup. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, that's, I rolled my eyes at that. I don't know if it came like, up with the I shitty think, lighting I have here. I think that ties in to like my answer which is just like the backhanded compliments yeah <laughs> that for starters yeah i also never say toque you always called it a beanie no and a hat mm. yeah you're wearing a you're wearing a warm hat <laughs> a knit hat i've always known it as a toque I guess. I think mean, I said it was never. I just never really say toque. It's just hat. Yeah, I guess I never really used the word myself, but I've always known it as a toque. Oh, I've known toque. I know the word toque, but yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Possible negatives that we see from people in the U.S. Um, Arrogance. Well, I, I also get a lot of the making fun of Canadians from the U.S. thing, so that's annoying. Mm. Yeah. Um, they think we have an accent, but you know we don't. And it's always the Texans that think that. <laughs> Y'all, no, tons of people, y'all got an accent up there. It's like, yeah, you okay? <laughs> they, they keep they keep po- or pointing out like, oh, you said this word wrong, and I'm like, no, I didn't prove it, and then they never do prove it. So I'm the real winner. <laughs> or like when people say "rough" for roof. It's like, what the, is that? Who does that? I've heard that from a lot of people. It's like, like oh yeah, just, Canadian just go get it, go get it off the rough. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, like, like you're saying people think Canadians say that? 
No, I've heard people use that. Maybe in that Canada? No, from the state. Like when I'm oh, in the states. Okay. Oh, you're saying you're saying this, the Americans say it weird. Yeah. Oh. Okay. There's a bunch of stuff like that, but that's the one that pops in my head automatically. I've had um, like I'm trying to think of some words that people are like, "Why are you saying that weird?" Um, I get shit. For, I get shit for tomorrow all the time. For what? Tomorrow. As opposed to what? Yeah. Tomorrow. Oh. Wait, tomorrow so and good. tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow and tomorrow. I've actually I've gotten tons of shit on videos for that of all things. I'm like, are you serious? I get um I get beg, and I say it with a hard a like beg when apparently it's everyone around here says it with a soft a, so it's like bag, which to me just sounds like I'm holding that vowel. That's, yeah, forever. it sounds ridiculous. Like, to in me. my head, all I just said. Bag. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you know, obviously, I didn't. But yeah, that's one I, I get every now and then. Um, Americans are loud, and they think they're the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of ignorance in the rest of the world, really. Mm-hmm. Seems to be a common thing, even like Canada, and Mexico. Mm-hmm. Or the rest of America sometimes. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. <laughs> Alright, I can take the next question. Uh, Glenn, with two N's, mm-hmm. writes, Dear TDB, what general mechanic or feature from various video games would you like in your day-to-day life? Oh. Suitable answers I've heard are an auto-updating quest log, Alice Skyrim to remind you of tasks, a life gauge for yourself and others. I always wanted one of those expandable mini-maps from sandbox games. Sure, we have GPS in our modern world that accomplishes the same thing, but mini-maps always detail what areas are relevant to you on your quest, including side quests, weapon shops, burger joints to restore your health, things like that. I feel like I'm, GPSs are actually at that point now where they're showing up. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. GPSs that are like they'll point out things for you and whatnot. Like on your phone as you're walking. Yeah. Yeah. There, or there's apps that do that. Yeah. That life gauge thing sounds weird and gross. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Especially like as a smoker myself, I really don't want to see that. I don't want to walk down the street and be like, oh man, that guy's like, like any second he's going to die. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that uh, yeah, I don't want that. Uh, I don't want that. One. Like just a simple HUD that I could customize for what I need with like a task tracker, like they said, yeah. and a I small mini map. Sure, I think a task tracker that like shows you like, all right, you're at like twenty percent of like your daily like steps for the day, or just like you've only done like five percent of your work. Something that measures like progress. everything you want to do or need to do. Yeah, progress bars. Yeah, so you want the you want the like the task list. Yeah, essentially, but like a detailed task list. Yeah, I completely agree. Also, there better be a Twitter app in my eyes at some point. Isn't that Google Glass? In my eyes? I guess if I shoved it into my eye sockets, (laughs) then yeah, but... I... I would love, um... We kind of have this on GPS, too, but when you're, like, driving somewhere, when it... Like, it makes a line for me to follow. Yeah. Which is, and I've seen like weird like concept videos on the internet of like roads that are putting lines on the road for you and stuff or whatever, or or uh, windshields that'll build that. Mm-hmm. Which that, that would be cool. That Google will build because they have all the mapping anyway. So yeah, yeah I think that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. 
trying to think of anything else. This is a cool question. I never actually yeah. thought of before. You know, actually, one that I thought a lot would be cool was, like, experience points. Yeah. When you do stuff, you actually, like, no, dude, you know what? You leveled up. Like, because, you know, as someone who, like, works out a lot, it'd be awesome that it's, like, after the gym, it's, like, dude, you got, like, 40 experience points. It's, like, sweet! That's awesome! That's totally great! Yeah. Like, that would be great. In an industry where, like, a lot of my work is focused around certain types of training and, like, things you have to know, it'd be cool to just be, like, you have to do this training, and then when you do it, you just, like, level off. It's, like, you're a better yeah. person at this thing now. Or it's just, you know what, you're, you're, not only, like, you're a level 5 I don't know, like clerk or something, and it's oh. like, well, okay, <laughs> a that's clerk cool. romancer, right? Or you know, or just you know, for like whatever your job is, and then as you go to different jobs, you know, you level up that one now and stuff. So that'd be cool. That'd be definitely cool. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Paul, your turn. Jared says, "I've been trying to clean up my backloggery for the past few months, and have been finding it difficult to stay on track." Do you guys have any strategies that you use to keep track of and finish old games? It's backlogery. <laughs> yeah, that's what I used to. <laughs> uh, I don't. I just, you know, if I want to play a game, I'll play the one I'm thinking of. I if, guess, if like... You're gonna, you go, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, Too polite. Yeah, exactly. All oh, those damn Canadians! Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, since I play a lot of stuff on PC, it's just Steam. Like, Steam tells me all that stuff, pretty much. Like, how much time you've played the... There's a little progress bar on the page for your achievements and stuff like that as well. So, that's probably it for me as well. With uh, Backloggery, what I finally do is, like, if I feel like I want to knock out some games, I'll pick, like, a console <clears throat> that I could I know could use, like, some knocking down. And then look through it and see if there's anything that looks like it's easy to go through and then work through that. Just kind of, and then just keep mental notes of like how far you got. Maybe compare online notes like, oh, I got to like stage five on my first try, but it's a seven stage game. So if I sit down and keep trying, I'll probably beat it within the hour. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I'll use like howlongtobeat.com. Yeah. That site helps a ton it's with so like cool. more yeah. modern games. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, um, I often don't go back to games. I'll try and like finish them. I try to, I try to play like one game at a time and finish it. And if I don't, I'm probably not going. If I've moved on, I've moved on. That's, yeah, that's probably fair. It just lined up nicely. John, it's your turn. Yeah, there you go. Matthew with one T. Yeah, Matthew sends in the uh, the numbers for the month, the MPD numbers. MPD. Here we go, because I know you guys are so excited about this. Mm-hmm. Yep. PS4 <laughs> for the month of... <laughs> I assume this to be October's numbers. PS4 for the month of October sold about 280,000 copies. Hmm. Or consoles. Xbox One, around 170,000. Wii U, 68,000. Huh, okay. Smash 3DS sold 485,000 copies, some digital, a 1.2 million lifetime to date. That's including, I assume, Japan, which normally wouldn't be in the NPD. Uh, It's now the 10th best selling, or it's the 10th 3DS million seller in the US. Okay. Okay, never mind. That actually was then. Maybe this is including some uh, November numbers then. Mm. But there you go. That's one. It's probably going to be the highest selling 3DS game, but probably in the next month or two after Christmas. Yeah, probably. Uh, the Evil Within sold about three hundred eighty-five thousand copies. God damn it! <laughs> I didn't know what that was. I was trying to figure out the acronym. The Evil yeah. Within. Yeah. Destiny actually sold less than the Evil Within. 
That sucks. That's so not good. Oh, I well. assume that's just for the month of October. Or oh, from last I, time. I, I would hope so. Jesus. <laughs> Sunset Overdrive sold about 110,000 copies. Bayonetta 2 sold about 68,000 copies, which I think is better than it did in Japan, at least, which is good. Oh, okay. Skylanders Trap Team, I think was the acronym this time. I think the, so, yeah. Yeah. For Wii uh, U, sold about 40,000 copies. Mm. Fantasia for Xbox One sold 3,000 copies for Xbox One and less than 1,000 on 360. Mm. Oh, man. Ouch. Hyrule Warriors actually sold less than Skylanders Trap Team, which doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me either. And yeah. Drive Club <laughs> sold less than Bayonetta 2, which actually did surprise me. And uh, Matt has actually added in the other 3DS million sellers, and I assume in the order, yeah, the order that they've currently sold. So Mario Kart 7 is on top of the pile at 3.62 million. 3D Land, 3.34 million. New Super Mario Bros. 2, 2.33 million. Pokemon X, 2.11 million. Pokemon Y, 2.03 million. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D, 1.41 million. Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, 1.36 million. Animal Crossing. These aren't in the right order. Yeah, I, you were good till Animal Crossing here. Yeah. <laughs> Animal Crossing New Leaf, 1.42 million, and A Link Between Worlds, 1.06 million. Hmm. So Wait, that, isn't Smash Bros. on that? Yeah, these are the other ones. Yeah, Smash oh, Bros. Okay. is at the bottom of that, right? Well, no, yeah. it's more than... It's more Smash than Brothers is beating Link Between Worlds. Oh, 1.2. Yeah, yeah, okay. And give it like a month or so, it'll probably at least be halfway. It'll be under Pokemon. Yeah, probably. But then new Pokemon's out. All That's right, true. Cool. That's tomorrow. Also, is this question part of Matthew's or not? It must be. Yes, no name is. next to it. Yes, he put a question at the end of his, yes. Matthew attacked, uh, attached an actual question. With the success of Valkyria Chronicles, Clandad, and Trails in the Sky, what other Japanese games do you hope to see make the move to Steam? Hmm. Um, I don't know. Any Tales of game? Oh, I said, I, sorry, it's Trails in the Sky, not Trials. Yeah, I would love to see the Tales games on PC. That'd be great. It'll never happen because they're almost exclusive to Sony at this point. That's not true. I, or I guess like the recent ones. Uh, yeah, I, I said yeah, almost. Yeah, the, yeah. the only ones that have not, unless we're counting handhelds, because apparently in Japan there's like a ton of like DS and 3DS ones. In North America, the most the most recent non 3DS one was uh, the remake of Tales of the Abyss for 3DS. Then it goes back to, like, Tales of Symphonia 2 and then Vesperia, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But the majority of the ones we get in North America now are uh, either Vita or PS3. We actually got a Vita one last week. What was that called? Tales of Hearts R. Okay. I can't think of any others. Those are, those are kind of the only Japanese games I'm keeping my eye on, really. Even, and I'm not really even playing them, so... Uh, Cody Heinzman. Okay. Uh, is there Cody Heinzman? Is there someone you know that gets offended by their name being mispronounced? This question is mainly because Paul mispronounced my last name on the last show. My last name is pronounced Heinzman, and yes, it's weird misspelling my last name. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, it's okay. spelled Hinsman. That's why yeah. I said it that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know someone who gets offended by having their name being mispronounced? I know Cody. John gets really mad when we're at a convention, and instead of calling him John, I call him Proton John. 
Well, because it's just like, you know my real name. <laughs> it's a mispronunciation. I'm sorry. It's something I'm, I'm, it's something I'm dealing with. <laughs> um, in all honesty, no. I've never actually known somebody who gets super upset about that. I don't get upset when people call me by like my online handle in real life. It's just weird when my friends who normally call me by my real name suddenly use my online handle. I'm like, um, why did you switch? Well, they do it right, to next- just be a dick or something, right? Yeah. Usually, yeah. So, all right, next week, Paul and I only referring to you as Proton John. All right, that's really. I'm not doing that. That's weird. You gave me advance notice, so it kind of doesn't matter. I think that's more awkward for me than it would be for probably. Him. It probably is. I don't think I really know anyone. Um, I'm I'm often confused when people don't recognize the spelling of my name, and it's like, have you never even like? Do you live under a rock? You've never heard of Sean Connery? What's wrong with you? Like if they call you Scene or something? No. Well, something like they always spell your yeah, name like S H A W N or something like that. No, oh. it's no. Paul's Paul's closer. Like if they see my name written down and they're going to like say my name and they have to like stop and they're like, oh wait, what 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 is this? And I'm like, are you serious? You've never seen this before. They must this must be American. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next question from Hank, my boy. I'm 3D Homer. So alternate universes are a big thing in comics. There's currently the Spider-Verse story going on in Marvel with every version of Spider-Man ever, like Spider-Ham, a universe where humanoid pig Peter Porker was bitten by a radioactive spider and fight villains like Doctor Doom. And DC has multiversity? Is that even a word? Okay. Multiversity going, (laughs) which has been looking at different universes. Most recently, hashtag EarthMe, which is about... A world of children, of superheroes, in a world where crime... world was used too much there. Yeah, that was an <laughs> Where crime has been solved, so all they have to do is be fame-obsessed and be on reality... Sh- That's actually a le- cool idea. Be on reality shows. I feel like video games have not tapped far enough into this idea. So, take any game and change something about the premise to create an, al- an alternate universe of that game. Changing the genre of the game is up to you. I'm actually reading some Spider-Verse stuff, just side note. Is it great? It's it's okay. It's cool. It's you know, it's back to Superior Spider-Man with Doc Ock, which I love. So We should revisit anyway. that idea at some point of like talking comics every now and then. Comics are cool. Comics are cool. Yeah. Um Okay, change some create alternate universe of that game. Okay. Mm-hmm. What initially came to my head when I read this question was just take out the parts in Bayonetta where I'm not fighting people, like where I'm running around the environment. So I don't care about that. And then let's take it one step further. Why don't we just make it like Azura's Wrath? Okay. <laughs> like it's almost there anyway. I'm thinking take The Last of Us and instead of being a post-apocalyptic zombie-ish like survival game or whatever, it is set in a modern-day city and Joel is, like, the head of a corporation, and Ellie is, like, the up-and-coming, like, star, and it's like a corporate drama game or something. I was just <laughs> gonna say, take Uncharted and put him in carts. You, 
Yeah. Nope. Damn it. <laughs> in cars. But that but that's coming. We know it's coming. <laughs> I've seen that image on the internet. But like everything in carts, that's the alternate universe cart racing. Pretty much. Mario Kart started the trend of multiverses. Mm. I guess just Mario did, yeah. Mario, yeah. I, I would really like to see a multiverse Mario idea. Although that's technically what Galaxy One and Two is. So wait, isn't what isn't every like like that? I'm, that's what I'm saying is that exists already because Mario's doing like every genre. Mm. So and then there's Smash Bros. So yeah, I, I don't have any others. Yeah, um, a point-and-click adventure of Doom. I think that actually exists. I think that does exist, actually, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I'm trying to think of what game would be cool as a point-and-click adventure. I mean, Mega Man did that a bunch. Like, there's the Battle Network series and Command Mission, so they did RPG crossovers a fair amount. Mario Mm -hmm. did that again. Mm -hmm. Uh it really is just say Mario, and you've probably hit most Mario's of the genres. Mario's been in, like, every genre. I can't yeah. even say, like, sci-fi, sci-fi because that's technically the galaxy. Can't say extreme sports because that's most of the Mario games that are side games. What's right. a genre he hasn't been a part of? Has he done a point-and-click adventure game? Corporate drama. Uh, technically... Wait, the, well, what games are corporate dramas? Ace Attorney? Because that's just a point-and-click adventure. The Apprentice. I don't know. Yeah, uh, The Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> Te- technically, Francis. technically, Mario has been in a point-and-click adventure game because, like, there are the early the Mario early is missing. Yeah, Mario's preschool <clears throat> adventure. They're all point-and-clickish. Mm-hmm. Okay, what genre has Mario not been a part of? Uh, hardcore pornography. Oh, actually, no. First, first-person shooter. Has he done a shooter? Mario Sunshine. That's the close. That's the uh, closest you can get, though. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm gonna say he hasn't done a shooter. That would be kind of cool. I, I'd play that, at least. Throw a shell isn't at that, isn't someone. Isn't it technically Splatoon? Yeah, Except probably. without Mario? If, if, that, if yeah, Mario themes were Mario, on Splatoon. Though, I'm, yeah. I'm asking specific Mario. Has he shown up in you know, a shooter? Is he other shooter? Bullet Hells, people are saying. Yeah, he had, there hasn't been a, a Mario Bullet Hell game yet. That would be kind of cool. I don't even know what... I don't even know how we do it. Well, there was that minigame in Mario RPG where you were the beetle and shot those bouncing shells. That's the closest thing they I think they've ever gotten. Oh, wait. People are saying Yoshi Safari. That's Oh, shit. Game. Yeah, that is first person. Wow. Good pull, chat. Good pull. <laughs> Holy shit. So I guess just bullet hell as we go back to that one. Has Mario been in a bullet hell? Like I said, the minigame in Mario RPG is the closest thing that comes to mind for me. I don't, I don't even know what mini game talking about. So, <clears throat> also, if you get into like mini games, it's like, well, I'm sure there's a Mario Party mini game that like replicates a shooter. Yeah, I, I think there's like, a bunch of those too. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, whose turn is it to read one? I think it's mine. Okay. Uh, that would have been Hanks. Now we're at Twitter questions. This comes to us from Gex. Are you going to the double midnight launch of Pokemon and Smash Brothers? No. I'm going to no. Smash. But it's also Pokemon, so you're at both. Hooray. You can't, unless you go in line and you're like, I'm not here for Pokemon. I, <laughs> that would be great. I Just wear a shirt that says, I'm not here for Pokemon. I'm pretty sure the only people that are going to be there for Pokemon are people also there for Smash. So I don't see, mm. if someone is there for just Pokemon, I'll be surprised. Are you going to pick up Pokemon while you're there? Just be honest. Nope. Okay. Not at all. 
Okay. I mean, it's got too much water in it. They gave it a 7.9. Did you hear about that? I didn't. What? No. <laughs> so, they? so IGN, uh, which gave the, the original Ruby and Sapphire like a 9 point something, mm-hmm. gave the remake uh, like 7 point, I think it was 9, 7.8, uh, because it had too much water in it. Amazing. When it's, a, when it's a remake of a game. Well, keep in mind, it's probably two different reviewers, right? I know. That's the only thing that makes it that keeps it making sense, but like, it's surprising to see that huge a discrepancy. I remember people n- not liking the water section. It's big, it's dense, it's confusing. I had a friend back when we were playing Ruby and Sapphire who never beat the game because he couldn't figure out the water section. Uh, Spencer writes, what's the most disappointing game you've ever played? The Evil Within. (laughs) That might not be the most disappointing, but it's pretty fucking high on that list. I can't think of anything right now. I can think of bad games, but I can't think of anything that I like. I usually know if the game is bad before I That's play the it. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like with the internet, I already kind of know a bit about the game. I'm just like, I don't know, like Assassin's Creed Three, maybe. That was disappointing. Okay. Uh, but I don't know if it'd be like the most disappointing. It's the only thing that jumps to mind right now, though. I'm hearing bad things about Unity, so I guess that's disappointing. Well, Unity's more so got bugs and glitches from what everyone's saying. I'm hearing a lot of the missions kind of are just super boring, too. All right, this next question is not for me. Okay, Michael Jacobs asks, favorite item in the Binding of Isaac Rebirth? John? Hmm. Is there a gun? There's so many items I still haven't gotten yet that I don't know if I have a good answer to this. I'm trying to decide if I answer, like, the funnest weapon, the, like the best passive weapon, best active item you could use, like... You have to pick one item. What's your favorite item? One item? Brimstone. What does brimstone do? It basically turns your... It's... It turns your shot from one, like, of just normal tiers that you shoot at a normal rate, and it charges it up, and it spits it out exorcist-style across the whole screen. I'm probably gonna say the chariot tarot card. That is a weird... <laughs> that's so when you, weird. You wouldn't say that's good, though? It's basically a Starman. Yeah, but there's other items that do that with room charges, whereas a tarot card, or tarot card just I haven't goes seen that item yet, but keep in mind, my, my, I'm limited compared to okay, you. Okay, fair. Fair enough. Because so, otherwise I would say... Uh, let's say an item. Like, let's not what, say a consumable. What was, what was, what's the item that gives you every tier type, and you randomly rotate through it? Oh, $3 bill? Is that $3 bill? It gives yeah. you every tier type? Okay. Yeah, every room is a different random tier effect. I That one was kind of good. Yeah, it's really fun. I agree. Yeah. Leo was also fun because you just ran into bricks and everything and didn't give a shit. Leo's pretty good. Actually, a lot of the horoscope items, are like the Zodiac sign items, are quite good. Sacred yeah. Heart, as commented saying, is absolutely fantastic. Um, what's, what's Sacred Heart? Sacred Heart is a uh, deal with the... Uh, angel, like, I don't know, I think they're just called angel rooms or whatever item that basically makes you god? <laughs> I don't know. It just, it's just ups your damn. What, what happens if you're god? No, I was kidding. It doesn't actually make you god. But it just ups your damage a whole lot and it 
I don't know. It's really fun to play with. I haven't seen it in Rebirth yet, though, because I never get deals with the angel because I always go for deals with the devil. How do you get a deal with the angel? Just avoid devil deals? That's right. Okay. Yep. Really, I have to play this game, I guess. Hmm? Clearly, I have to play the game. You should. Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, I'm actually looking at this last question, and it's kind of the same as the disappointing one. So I think we should just scrap it. Uh, oh, yeah, that, that is more or less the same. It's the exact same question, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Okay, so then, um, again, if people want to send in questions for next week's show, yeah. topdownperspective at gmail.com, at Podcast on Twitter, or just find us our Facebook group. What are your guys' games of the week? Finding of Isaac Rebirth. I'm torn because I spent way more time playing Pacross, but I really like Isaac. I'm going to say just for pure time spent alone, Pacross. I'm going to pick uh, Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, it sounded like it. <laughs> People should play that game. Okay, I guess that's it, it for uh, this episode. We'll be back next week. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Yay! Go I sprained Smash. my fa- I, I sprained my finger. Oh, that's that's what that was. Okay. Yeah, it sucks. I can I can I can like mostly I can bend like it halfway. Mm.